Uh, welcome to my podcast. Uh, today I'm going to talk about uh, one of the topics that you might uh, face uh, in the clinical setting. So basically, after you introduce yourself, as always, you agree, double-check the patient's name, that birth, you ask the patient, how can I help you today? So the patient might uh, be an average age, male or female, and state that I'm having sleep uh, disturbance or sleep issue. And I'm not able to sleep lately. I did uh, whatever I can do. And I'm not able to help myself. I tried OTC. I tried herbs. I tried um, everything that I could try. And nothing helps. So the first thing you need to explore around how all uh, has started. What was the sleep pattern before? Uh, is there anything that the patient might think has uh, implication for the incident? Is it a new thing? Is it uh, like this always? You need to ask about the time, uh, bedtime for the patient and the time they wake up. Uh, is it regular or not? Do they take any uh, um, uh, uh, stimulant uh, midday or at night? Uh, what time do they take their uh, last meal? If they do any sort of exercise or sort of activity, what's the work like? Uh, you need to double check all of that and then ask the patient if they have any past medical history that you would uh, really need, uh, need to know. And then you would suggest for them uh, the first and foremost thing is sleep hygiene. And I mean by that it's, 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 it's quite good and it's proven scientifically. And 30% of patients, uh, if they follow it, and it will help improve their sleep. So it's basically about um, avoiding napping during the day. Try to go to bed in the same time and regularly. Try to wake up in the same time even if you didn't sleep. Uh, it has been said uh, scientifically that if you went to bed and you stayed like 15 to 20 minutes without falling into sleep, uh, better to wake, um, get up and try to do something until you feel sleepy. However, I don't agree with this. I would say better to stick to the same of time because this will help regulate your circadian uh, watch and um, the, our, our, our um, circadian clock. Uh, it will get uh, regulated by this uh, if you, when, you, when you keep it as a routine or as a habit. I do that myself. Certain nights I have uh, issued sleep, but I stick to that. Even if I didn't manage to sleep um, or fall into sleep uh, immediately and takes sometimes certain hours, you need to just reflect what was the cause. You will find something could uh, have uh, caused that. It could be stress, it could be apprehensive, it could be something that you heard, something that you worried about, so all sorts of things. However, you try to stick to that in order to fall asleep and the same day every day and within, I mean, basically um, the same um, uh, uh, period of time. And try to avoid, uh, as I say, if you didn't sleep at night, don't try to compensate by napping in the day because this will disturb your sleep pattern and try to avoid any stimulus. Try to do stimulus control and sleep restriction. And try to put in mind that the bed is only for sleep. It's not the place where just to relax or check the mobile or uh, watch the tilly. Uh, it's not a good idea to have a tilly in the bedroom. 
and um, just the bed is for sleeping. This will improve, of course, the quality of your life. And uh, because if you don't sleep properly, this will affect and impact you profoundly. It will affect your quality of life, quality of sleep, increase depression, increase accident encounters, uh, decrease performance. So um, it's, it's always like this, and the patient will be provocative and will be argumentative and will be easily triggered, all of that. So the first thing being suggested is melatonin, which is basically a hormone which uh, is created by our body in the pineal gland. Uh, it's off license, however, uh, the modified released melatonin uh, can be given uh, in older ages, which is more than 55 for only 13 weeks. The other thing being suggested is antihistamine, which uh, have a sleeping um, effect. It's off license as well and has been tried and it could work on certain patients. Uh, as I say, uh, this, uh, the first thing that you need to always discuss with your patient or with yourself if you have a sleeping issue um, by avoiding stimulus, which is caffeine and coffee, tea, anything that has uh, the sign of uh, stimulant. Um, also, uh, don't scroll your phone or the television because it's been said that the blue light affects uh, the brain and will make you more alert and more awake. So make the bed only uh, the place for sleeping and make it comfortable. Uh, make it, uh, I mean by comfortable, that uh, the bed is, mattress is comfortable. It's comfy, it's um, warm enough and <coughs> cozy and avoid anything and also the light, the light level should be low, dim, and if there is any noise, try to minimize it as well. Avoid exercise before sleep and avoid food before sleep because all of that will just affect the sleep. So it's by that I mean optimize uh, your bedtime in order to um, improve the quality of your sleep. And also discuss any uh, bedtime restriction or stimulus with your patient, suggest for them CBT, which could help uh, with the, uh, emphasizing the sleep hygiene. Uh, as I say, insomnia can affect uh, our life in different ways. It can affect us personally and professionally. And I mean by that, of course, personally, you will be triggered, you will have um, triggered uh, behavior, you will be anxious, you will be violent, you will be provocative, uh, you will be argumentative, you will be loud, all of that. So try to um, control the insomnia in order not to affect your life. And professionally, of course, it will affect your uh, boundary with your um, colleague, uh, work life and your performance and will cause more accident and stuff like that. Medication-wise, if all of those measures I just stated did not work, uh, they said that there is the use of the Z drugs, and I mean by that <coughs> Zaleptoline, uh, Zolpidine, and Zoblicon. Uh, those uh, Z drugs, in comparison with the hypnotic, they are uh, with less side effect and they are the favorable one to, to start with at low dose. The hypnotic uh, can be considered uh, mostly in severe insomnia. 
So um, when I spoke about uh, the melatonin, um, it's mainly uh, the functionality is to regulate the circadian rhythm. And as I said early on, when you stick to um, a timing for your bedtime and wake up, this will uh, regulate your circadian rhythm and will uh, regulate your uh, circadian clock. So try to stick to that, and once you have done all of that, and, and if, as I say, it didn't work, you start with the Z, Z drugs, and then the hypnotic review always within two to four weeks, and always ex uh, exclude and explore if there is any physical or mental cause of insomnia, whether for yourself or for your patient or anyone is affected by insomnia in order to tackle uh, the situation in an effective way. You can also, uh, yourself or the patient, if you have sleeping issue, uh, have a sleep diary whereby uh, it also can be found in the internet. Uh, it's a sleep diary template whereby you can write each day what time did you go to bed and slept, what time did you wake up, what time uh, you stayed uh, fully awake and aware of and alert with the surroundings. So you can write uh, in, in, in that uh, piece of paper the timing you were awake, uh, what did you eat at that day, what time, uh, if you took uh, caffeine or if you took any drinks or uh, this one, the energy drug as well, energy drinks, I mean, all of that you need to state it so you can later on reflect and review what was wrong and in order, in order to uh, adjust uh, accordingly. So, and um, there is another uh, met which been stated, and I heard it once uh, from a person, stating that, well, five hours is enough for sleep. Well, it's not. It can't be uh, the normal, uh, expected, usual sleep hours that will make you feel refreshed and before uh, active and proactive is uh, seven to nine hours and five hours, which being advocated by some people. It's not. It will affect any person's health and will worse the mood at the daytime. Just try to see your, um, at the daytime and you'll just feel sleepy. Just watch yourself. If you had a bad night's sleep, how you will be like the very next day. Yes, you will perform, you will be active and everything, but you will feel that you're not yourself. You'll feel that there's something wrong with you. I remember once I had an exam. I couldn't sleep for three nights. Two, two, two nights before the exam and one night before, after the exam. Yes, I passed that exam and something, I mean, later on happened. But I was really drowsy, I was really sleepy, I wasn't uh, functioning well. And I know my body, um, I can't take a nap. I, I wouldn't even take it because this will disturb my sleep. So it's best to stick to a sleep. Even if you didn't manage to sleep, hope for the next night and take it from there and avoid anything that will affect your sleep. It's been stated insomnia is a subjective uh, thing. It's a subjective complaint rather than an objective. And to diagnose it, it's only based on clinical observation. So by that, I hope that I covered uh, the main aspect of insomnia and the sleep hygiene and how to uh, tackle uh, the issue around this area in order to minimize um, the profound uh, implication 
of uh, deprivation of sleep and how to move forward and address patient concern and explore, even if it was yourself, explore what might be the reason for that in order to tackle it and improve your sleep. And always never, never, never uh, try to delay things or say, oh, I'm going to do it uh, late uh, midnight or whatever. No, postpone it to another time, but don't deprive yourself and tell your patient, don't deprive yourself from sleep because sleep is essential for the functionality of the brain and reviving and improving uh, well-being and mental well-being and your health. Thank you.